This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to UBS Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Sam Beeling from the Specialist Sales Team at UBS, and I'm here with Charles Bozier, Head of European Real Estate Research, and Mark Lung, Hong Kong and China Real Estate Analyst. In this episode, we are going to be taking a look at what's happening in global office markets. So, Charles, how are work from home trends impacting how businesses think of office space? Uh, thanks, Sam. Um, work from home will definitely be a legacy of COVID. Um, how work from home trends impact uh, our business think of office space is um, a few questions. Um, where office needs to be, how many people work per week, but also what is the office used for? The way many businesses think about it is that um, office used to have a monopoly on work, and um, as we all work from home, effectively, the office has kind of lost that monopoly. And to continue the analogy, as it lost the monopoly, it may also have lost the pricing power associated with it. However, there is a debate about polarization. Prime will be fine is what we hear in the market. That is, offices that are easy to access and tailored for collaborative work have retained the monopoly. And maybe they're even more needed than before. Fantastic. And Mark? We generally believe rising work from home trends will be a long-term negative to that sector, posting a rising vacancy risk. In the past, HR working was not that common in Hong Kong due to small living space per capita in general. However, after the outbreak of COVID-19, we have seen the work from home trend accelerated. We believe the trend of work from home will continue to be widely implemented among the foreign enterprises. However, local and Chinese firms remain reluctant to adopt flexible working initiatives due to cultural differences. We talked to some industry experts indicating the ideal desk sharing ratio for financial institutions could be around 1.2 to 1.6, depending on the job nature. With an increase of new supply coming through since 2022, we believe more multinational firms may take that opportunity to consolidate their office and revisit their real estate strategy. Charles, you based your recent note on a UBS Evidence Lab survey of 675 senior executives. What was the most surprising takeaway for you? Uh, sure. The most surprising takeaway was that 90% of CEOs surveyed are saying their employee productivity is lower with work from home. We are two years into work from home, so this perception of lower productivity is likely to be backed by data by now. And it's relevant because if CEOs are unconvinced with work from home productivity, then demand for office space does not fall as much as perceived. Great. And you've run this survey for the last two years. How have the answers changed over time? Yeah, um, the largest uh, changes have been um, twofold. Uh, the first is hiring intentions significantly bouncing back, uh, which should be a positive signal for office needs in principle. Historically, office needs are very much linked to hiring intentions. The second large change was corporate travel um, postponed further. So it seems we will all get back into the office much sooner than on a plane for business travel. Interesting. And are there any meaningful differences by countries? Actually, nothing uh, really meaningful. So we expected cultural differences, but the answers are relatively similar across the countries. Uh, whether it's the number of days working from home or the plan to renegotiate rents, 
the answers, whether it's in Spain, France, Germany, UK, Italy, were actually relatively consistent. Thanks. So what's going on with reduced and vacant office space? Are these trends long lasting, do you think, or just a reflection of the current environment? Yeah, I think it's too early to say. So my theory is uh, the rise in vacant office space was mostly due to the economic impact of uh, COVID-19 so far. And uh, the work from home impact is something that is yet to be felt and will take many years because uh, businesses usually have relatively long uh, leases and it only comes for renewal, um, let's say 10, 15% of space per year. So this is an ongoing um, uh, trend that will take uh, probably um, five, ten years to uh, to fully play. Okay, and Mark, from your side, what, what's your take on that cyclical versus structurals debate? Yes, we believe it is a long-lasting trend with an increase of new supply coming through since 2022. We believe more multinational firms may take the opportunity to consolidate their office and adopt the agile working strategy. Meanwhile, we believe the ongoing outflow of foreign expats due to lack of international border visibility, we will also pressure the office leasing space demand going forward. Okay. And are we seeing any differentiation um, you know, between the quality of office space? You know, for instance, older or higher carbon intensity offices underperforming newer and more sustainable ones? Yeah, very valid questions. Uh, lots of uh, debate on that front. Um, if I was investing in offices, the first thing I would really look at is how easy it is for employees to get to the office. Uh, because just making the building better, more modern, will really uh, not be enough. And we think we'll see a massive split between the good and the bad. Uh, more specifically on uh, your point about sustainability, uh, some typically 20 to 30% of stock is of the highest green standards in the market. So 20 to 30% of the office uh, stock in the market. Um, so that's actually relatively rare to get a, a green uh, asset. So that's um, uh, quite um, uh, something that will uh, gain more um, uh, interest from, from occupiers, from the tenants. So there are some estimates that uh, occupiers could potentially pay up to low double digits. So let's say maybe 10, 15 percent uh, more for the buildings with excellent green credentials relative to the, let's say, standard uh, buildings. And Mark, is this ESG debate something that you're seeing in your markets? Yes, going forward, we believe green office building will outperform in terms of both rental and occupancy, given for three reasons. Number one, rising global ESG awareness. Secondly, building emission accounts for 74% of the financial sector's district greenhouse gas emissions in 2019. And three, tenants are now willing to pay a 1% to 7% rental premium for green buildings in Hong Kong. Okay, so what's happening to rents and capital values then in the markets you cover? Yeah, I think that's uh, actually really interesting because um, that was newsy to us and that's uh, quite interesting to a lot of people we speak to. So rents are, uh, let's say, kind of uh, resilient, uh, stable, although the incentive measure seems to have increased a little bit. That's uh, kind of, uh, you know, like the free rent period, etc. Capital values are actually up. So today, investors buying offices are paying more than they were paying uh, at the start of COVID. So just to give you some uh, some uh, data points there, uh, the capital values um, in um, in Paris are up 16% relative to pre-pandemic level for prime uh, office assets in Paris. And for example, in, in Frankfurt, up 2% relative to pre-pandemic level. 
Um, and then in uh, London, it was quite volatile. They went down initially 14% and then up 24%. So um, uh, overall, quite interesting to us that uh, uh, work from home is a big debate um, among the tenants, but uh, among uh, buyers of office assets, uh, actually, they are paying today more for offices than, uh, than pre-COVID, at least that's for the prime end of the, the market. Really interesting. And in your markets, Mark? We expect rent and cap rate capital value to be largely flattish in 2022, given the potential border reopening in second half of this year could support our leasing demand recovery from Chinese corporates as they used it to account for 30% of the leasing share in Central before the pandemic outbreak, but has now only reached 21%. However, the ongoing soft multinational leasing demand should offset that. Meanwhile, we are also concerned on the long-term rent and capital value for the sector due to oversupply concerns, as we are adding 17% of the new office space in the next five to eight years, which may need over 10 years to fully absorb that. Okay, great. Well, that's all we've uh, got here. So thank you very much for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was an introduction, no view of the office space globally with me, Sam Beeling from the specialist sales team, Charles Boisier, uh, Head of European Real Estate Research, and Mark Lung, Hong Kong and China Real Estate Analyst. Tune in again for more investment insights from UBS. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2022. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.